This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for accessing their sites. Ours is free at freetalklive.com. We'll start things out by going right to the phones and the fun, where Ziggy is on the line in the UK. Ziggy, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening. Hi, guys. Right. Um, you know you were saying a few days ago there was a few people who were saying that your topless protest, uh, protest wasn't, you know, a priority in the Liberty cause. Right. The Well, it wasn't my uh, topless uh, event. It was a uh, topless equality event that was operated by some females uh, that, that put it together here in Keene, New Hampshire. And Inevitably, the critics did pour out of the woodwork, uh, as we sort of expected that they would, and took the position that, you know, you guys should be out canvassing houses to try to end the Fed, rather yeah, than well, uh, taking um, your shirts I've, off. I've, yeah, well, I've had experience of this myself, but you won't believe the issue, which uh, the, the contentious issue it was. It was the war on drugs, believe it or not. Um, you know, uh, I remember a bit, um, about a year ago, I was in... Um, involved in the early development of what became Liberal Vision, um, which is a, a lib- classical liberal pressure group over here. Mm. And I said that we needed to go on the record and say the war on drugs needs to be ended because, you know, 65% of people in prison are there due to drugs. And, you know, that's not costing the taxpayer anything, is it? You know, sarcasm, etc., etc. Um, and I was told this isn't a priority. It, it later dawned mm. on me... Um, the, the reason why uh, the, court, uh, the, the guy who was in charge of this project, Mark Littlewood, didn't want to go ahead with it was because he wanted to be chummy in, the, in what's called the Westminster bubble. He, what's that? You know, he, he wanted to be taken seriously as a politico. And so, I, wait, wait, wait. The Westminster bubble is like kind of like the, the Beltway the in Beltway. D.C.? Yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah you know what? That, it off, doesn't yeah. surprise me. You said it might surprise me, but no, it doesn't surprise me. Having been involved in the libertarian movement for a long time now... It's always been one of those bones of uh, contention, one of those issues that people who are, you know, kind of uh, on the liberty side of the fence, maybe they understand the issue, they get the uh, the war on drugs and why it's bad, but they feel like uh, that, that taking a position uh, outwardly on that issue is somehow detrimental, and it's probably for the reason, some of them, for the reasons that you're citing there, is that, uh, well, well, we won't be taking seriously amongst the political elite if we're out there talking about legalization or decriminalization of drugs. And so yeah, it's... See, uh, yes, on a personal level, um, I, I, you know, I have, to, I have to medicate myself with marijuana for, due, due to the through the pain I, I, I get. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I said to him, this is a very personal issue to me. And it is one, you know, I know the arguments on, and I can uh, argue a rational argument on. And he just still would not, you know, even though he realized that, you know, I, as I was sitting there talking to him, that I was probably half stoned, you know, because <laughs> I was having to take medication, you know, I was having to smoke marijuana to, you know, to stop, you know, myself getting spasms in my leg. 
Right. Well, um, the, the, that's right. I mean, the, these people that are allegedly pro-liberty but shy away from certain issues like the drug issue or, and as we're now experiencing the, you know, the topless equality issue, they shy away from these issues. You know, that's fine. They don't have to support them. I, under, I understand that. But I think it's sad, personally, because I think that the war on drugs, for instance, is one of the most important issues of our time. It's one of the most, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the prime examples of the tyranny of the, uh, the, the state and how it is that they're ruining it leads to so many other intrusions into our privacy yeah once you ban a substance you have an excuse to search people and to invade their homes and search their property and it's a major source of of power and revenue for uh for the state and not and besides the fact that there are all kinds of tyrannical things they're doing in regards to the war on drugs you also have to look at the personal cost and yeah i mean the, to ignore the million people in, in this country alone million five i think 1.5 million that are arrested for drug crimes which i don't mean violence i mean just drug possession or, or drug it's, possession it's, arrests i mean that's a huge number that's a that even if it were a hundred thousand it would still be something worth really focusing on um yeah, I, I would say that this was actually the beginning of the journey which I'm taking now. I am, I used to be a person who believed, like Mark, in you know constitutionally restrained government, but having you know seen how the way the political system works from the inside, and particularly what happened in Afghanistan recently, where you know they legalised you know basically husbands are now allowed to rape their wives, even though women are meant to have equal rights in the constitution. I I am now now deciding. Uh, coming coming close to the decision, I don't think you know constitutional government is a, is a reality. I'm, I'm you doing it. <laughs> system is broke. You can't fix it. I'm, I'm right now working on a comic that that sort of pokes fun at the whole notion of constitutionalism. You know that that phenomenon that you talked about, where they wanted uh, they like what they're, they're I can't remember how you described it, but I call it wanting a seat at the table. You know, there's a table or there's a game being played. There's a society where politics is happening and people are schmoozing and they're going to political events and, and they feel important and they feel like they're, mm. you know, doing important things. And, and I think that's a very appealing place to be. And I see that same thing happening. Feel like they have power. Yeah, there, there's that. But I think a lot of it, too, is, is, is also there's a social element, element to it. There's a, just, there's a sense of feeling important, of having people, you know, respect you in some way or another. And, and you develop these connections. It's a, it's a networking opportunity for people doing politics. And I've been there. I, I, used to, I was involved with Log Cabin Republicans. And, so and, you felt that then? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I've seen it. Yeah, I, I felt it a little bit myself, but mostly I saw it happening all around me. And, and, and ultimately, I got kind of uh, – I, I got turned off to it, but that's just my personality. And, and I think that you – know, but I see that happening, and I think it immediately distracts – I shouldn't say immediately, but I think it over time distracts people from whatever goals they got into politics for. I think you you're know? right about that. I think that, uh, that there's, some, there's kind of like a siren song. Uh, to some extent, to the political world. And it's, oh, well, you can come in here, but you have to, you know, behave yourself. Yeah. It's like we were at the, uh, were you in the courtroom when that guy told us to behave? Were you there when that guy told us to behave at the, at the uh, courtroom? I think I, I, think I, uh, I may have given up my seat to someone um, before that happened. This was for the Live Free or Die. Yeah, there was this yeah. court hearing, and uh, Sam and I and a few other activists were in there, and we were staying seated for the judge. And one of the other slaves came over after the judge had left the courtroom uh, for another uh, – before there was a trial beforehand, and he left, t- took a break. That's when that guy came over and said to us, you know, asked us if we would behave. 
And like, well, I mean, I'm well, sure if he's by behave, you. you mean stand up and be the government's bitch, then no. Right. Because, I mean, we're not yelling in the in the court. We're not uh, out of order in that way. Uh, but we're not going to stand up for this guy because you earn respect and these guys haven't earned it. Yeah, I think the reason I didn't get caught up in that is because I've always been uncomfortable with the notion uh, maybe this is, I hope this says something good about me, but uh, I, I'm not sure. But I've always been uncomfortable with the notion of having to uh, sort of do what do, do something to fit in. You know, I, I never cared for really fancy parties, you know, mm-hmm. parties where people got all dressed up for them and everything. I was always, those are always, a very, always a very self-conscious thing for me. I think I've, maybe because I've been to a couple where I didn't like a, I didn't quite exactly do the dress code uh, yeah, I, I had like a little dress code stuff. faux pas or some, faux pas or something, and I was like, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't, <laughs> you know, just a little, just a little thing too. I mean, it's not like I showed up in Bermuda shorts to a. But Dale, business if you just dress, change you know? yourself, if you just change yourself a little bit, you can hang out with the important people. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, you know, <laughs> the, 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 basically, people say with 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 say say to any guy, oh, you will not be taken seriously unless you're not unless you're wearing a shirt and tie or a suit. That cuts you out, huh, Ziggy? Well, and it cuts me out too because I don't like wearing suits. Uh, I don't, uh, don't own one. I don't own one. I, I'm not an inter- interested in getting dressed up in that sort of thing. And I remember hearing you that interested in ironing a shirt when, when I was first. Oh. Not really. Uh, I, I remember hearing that when I was first involved in the the Libertarian Party was that well, you know, if you want to run for office, you need to have uh, a suit on because that's how it's done. You know, well, well, no. If I was going to do something like run for office, I would be doing it as me. I wouldn't be trying to change myself. And that's exactly what the system asks people to do. And I think you're uh, spot on there, Zig. All right. Thanks, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. And I'm sure he's not the only one who can tell a story like that. Were you at one time uh, a victim of the siren song of the political process? Did it pull you in? How did you escape? 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, as you hear Ziggy saying there. He's about ready to give up on the whole constitutional government idea. Dale, you and I were there at one point. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. They include the updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Head over to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list free. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. Audible has over 60,000 titles from which to choose. In every genre, Audible has it covered. Get your free audiobook download when you sign up today at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. As we continue taking your calls about anything, we'll go to Brandon in Texas. Brandon, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, Brandon, Um, you're on the amp line. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I was just calling uh, because about a month ago or so, I had a burglary in my apartment. They had uh, they had shimmied through the little uh, glass sliding door and broke in. And when they came in, they stole my laptop and my girlfriend's really expensive camera, about a six hundred dollar camera, and, yikes! You know, HP laptop, pretty expensive. Anyways, um, 
you know, uh, per my lease agreement, I had to have the cops come, and they came in and, you know, of course, did nothing, left me with a, you know, three-by-two-inch piece of paper that had a little check marks on it, and, you know. Anyways, that's unimportant. I, they didn't do anything, of course. But anyways, about um, I've been checking here and there on Craigslist and different other places to see if I could see it online for sale, and I think that I found it. Um, oh, wow. I found it. Yeah, I, I think. And the reason I think I found it is because it's a, uh, it's a specific kind of specialized um, printed graphic thing on the front of it. So it's got a design on it that's really not very common at mm. all. And so what, what can you do it. about that? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm wondering. Um, I thought about contacting them to, to see if I could be, uh, you know, some sort of dummy buyer to go see if it was my computer, but I mean, I don't so know. So it's being sold in your general vicinity? It's being sold from somewhere in the area? Yes, it's it's being sold in the same city as I'm in right now. Do so. you have evidence of uh, ownership? Do you have a serial number somewhere or something to where you can absolutely identify it? I don't think so. I think that I could probably figure out that it was mine just based on it having all of my information on it. And I know they can wipe it like completely clean, but mm-hmm, I mean, they could. Maybe just, I, I bet I could if it were the if it were the actual burglar, which I'm not sure that it is. It could or it couldn't be. If it were the burglar, though, I think that I might be able to you know feel it out and. I could probably tell if it was the burglar trying to sell me this and, you know, where'd you get this? How long have you uh, had it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Why are you selling it? Yeah. Do you have the receipt for it? I mean, that's a a question you might want to ask him. And the question I would have for you is, do you have a receipt for the computer? People sometimes will keep receipts for large items. And do you have that? And what kind of information does it have on it? He sounded like he didn't have anything like that. Yeah, but he probably didn't think of that. I'm not sure. I, I'm sure that I bought the warranty. I think I did. So probably I have the receipt somewhere, mm-hmm. but I just recently moved also, so it's going to be pretty difficult to find it. I will try and find it. That'd be the best way to do it. But I just wondered, you know, um, what do you do about this kind of thing? Like, I don't even know if it's going to be the bur- the burglar. And if it's not the burglar, it's just his friend that he sold it to for, you know, 100 bucks. It's now listed online for 500 which is just a ridiculous price. Nobody's going to buy a Craigslist uh, computer for 500 bucks. You're saying so, it's too much. You're saying 500 is too much. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm sure somebody would, but it, it seems really high for buying a computer from a perfect stranger on some weird website. So I figure that they bought it for cheap, and then and now trying we're to trying to just turn a, a pretty good profit. That's certainly know? a possibility. I mean, yeah, this guy could be uh, could be a crack dealer, and he might have yeah. gotten it in yeah. trade, uh, given out a couple rocks of crack for it, and uh, is now trying yeah. to cash in. So I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, it's, it's really tough because um, you know the, the you know first you have to think to yourself. Well, um, do I if if the if if it's the burglar and it's somebody you know because you have to wonder why did they break into your apartment? Right, that's the yeah, first question. Exactly. So if you go there, I think that that would be the 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 first and easiest scenario is you go there and you happen to know who the person is and you're like, hey, oh, you hey. jerk, this is my computer. Why'd you steal my computer? And right. then you take the computer and you say, um, you know, if you give me any trouble, I'm going to call the law or something like that. And I want my yeah. camera back or I'm going to call the law. So, yeah. um, you know, that's that's the good scenario. The bad that scenario. Be what's that? 
No, go ahead. The bad scenario is you go there and it's uh, nobody you know, and they say, well, um, you know, I got the computer from, if they say they bought it from a store and you're certain it's yours, that's, you know, obviously you have them in a lie. If they say they bought it in a store and you just think it's yours, then you're, t- then you're in a tough, tough spot. If they you mean say, if you're certain by if you have proof, like some right. sort of serial number certain, or evidence? Yes. Uh, you, you have some kind of proof. And uh, if they say, well, I bought it from somebody and now I'm trying to resell it, then what do you do? You can't really just yeah. take your computer. You probably could. I mean, if you went into somebody's house and you t- looked at the laptop and you decided it was yours, and although you didn't have any proof, you could probably just walk out with it and say, this is my computer. It was stolen on such and such a date. Here's the, the cop's uh, you know, little piece of paper that says it was stolen, and I'll see you later. You could probably walk out and nothing would happen. Um, especially Unless he you, decided to go after you and, and, do what? and hurt you. Okay, and you yeah. brought a friend with you? Okay. Okay. I mean, if you and, and I... And be armed. You could be. Um, I don't see any reason to be. I mean, what's somebody going to do? They're going to be like, hey, come back with that computer. You know, <laughs> they're not, they, likely yeah. they're not going to do anything um, in, in most cases, but you'd be stealing it if the guy paid for it. Do you understand? If somebody broke into your house, stole the computer, sold it to this guy for, and for 100 bucks, and then this guy's going right. to sell it for some exorbitant price, try to sell it for some exorbitant price... Taking it from him is stealing because it's his computer at this point. Um, unfortunately, it was stolen from you, and the person who stole it from you does, it, you know, should compensate you. But unless you can prove that the person who has it is the one who stole it from you, I don't really think there's much you can do. I think you're in a really tough position. Um, I'd also like to ask, did, were there, was there a rash of burglaries around the, the area? I mean, why did they break into your house and only steal two things? Um, here's the thing. I, I'm... We are pretty sure that they had at least watched our cars that were coming in and out of this because it's a it was an apartment complex right. that has a parking lot that has a lot of traffic coming in and out. But if you were to notice who went into this one and who went out of that one, you could pretty well very easily tell when the place was empty and mm-hmm. not empty. Yeah. Also, um, you know, we, we're not even sure this could be one of my could be the the roommate that had just moved out. Because it was clear by looking through the window that his room was empty. So I don't know if it were a random break-in. I don't know why they would pick the one that had only one resident. But I, I don't even, I don't really know. I just, I'm kind of, I was really shocked to find this on Craigslist, obviously, because that's just like a... I'd say, um, yeah, I, I'd say Mark's recommendation is probably the best way to go about it, is to go check it out. and it's, Make sure you uh, try to find your receipts and, and the right. warranty stuff. And, yeah, if and you can find your little... receipt, bring that with you and bring a friend. Hey, this is mine. Where'd you get this? And then, yeah. it, you know, try to use the law as a lever on them uh, to get them to turn over the uh, the camera. Good luck. Let us know what happens. And thanks, Brandon. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. Across the sands of time, from the lands of Abraham to the lands of Julius Caesar, the metals of the earth were forged into the coin of the realm. Now you can own a piece of history with affordable ancient coins from the Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine eras. Guaranteed authentic by Janus Numismatics. Transport yourself to the distant past at ZeusCoin.com. That's ZeusCoin.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We have live streams. There's a broadband version, dial-up version, even a webcam of the show. It's all there for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen.freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls, uh, let's go to Scott in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Scott. Good evening, uh, me and Mark. How are you? Oh, Scott, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I'd like the bigot. to discuss... Scott the Bigot. Yes, Scott the Bigot. I'd like to hey, discuss... Scott, I heard you the other day on uh, the Stephanie Miller show. What did you hear? I just heard you uh, talking your bigoted nonsense with Stephanie Miller. That was Thank you. Yes, that was me, gentlemen. And, uh, <laughs> y- you know, Ted Kennedy, uh, I didn't know I had a following. Ted Kennedy, uh, as you know, passed away. But he left a horrific legacy, and the legacy that he left was that he inflicted tremendous harm upon not only Massachusetts, but America as well. What I mean by that is he was responsible for bringing homosexual and lesbian rights to America, uh, and also uh, where this disintegrated the traditional American family. Of all the things that Ted Kennedy did, and he did a lot of awful things, that's what what pops to the top of your mind right there. (laughs) Well, that's that's (laughs) That's... only one aspect of it, gentlemen. The, The other aspect is... Everyone knows that he was responsible for major civil rights legislation, but in the process, what he did was he disenfranchised millions of white Americans, Christian Americans, and uh, through affirmative action and reverse discrimination laws. And so we've been Hold relegated. On, Scott, I can only handle citizens. so much hate at, at one moment, uh, one <laughs> moment in time. So let's let's just go back real quick to or uh, yeah. first to your first uh, iteration of hate. Uh, so, so gay people. Uh, you said that that Teddy Kennedy brought gay people rights in America. You, you're saying that without Ted Kennedy, uh, gay people wouldn't have rights. What I'm saying is that he was. They had right a little few rights before, but what I'm saying is he brought it to the. Wait forefront. a minute, Scott. Aren't people born with rights? Don't you just have rights inherently? I mean, if you believe in the concept of rights, don't you believe that that uh, people have rights? How no, could I Ted don't. Kennedy give someone rights? He what he did was he, through his liberalism, his way-out liberalism, he opened up a Pandora's box for homosexuals and lesbians to come to the forefront, marry, especially in Massachusetts. He got the ball rolling, and from there, he used it as a, as a base to spread the sickness like a cancer throughout the rest of the what United States. What is wrong States. with well, gay people getting married? I mean, it's, This is everything, gentlemen. Everything. In the Bible, it's, 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 it's so, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. It's oh, that's so cliché. Yeah. How should that have anything to do with isn't, politics? Isn't though? marriage really just a contract to live together? Oh, no. No, this, this, this no. marriage is between only one marriage, a traditional marriage between a man and a woman, and it's as simple as that. And a man and a man and a woman and a woman is perverted. It has nothing to do with political correctness. It has to do with the rule of law by God and the Holy Bible. And God God will, has already punished America for, for, for following this sick and depraved and Scott, how, is the punishment? How, how is it that you can how is it that you can uh even call the show right now i mean you do know that uh one third <laughs> of the, the hosts is a gay man hey, you knew that, that about right? mark right no no one in your mouth and it's over and and you know you, you may laugh at who ruined wait wait who ruined the country who? Homosexuals, oh, a bunch Homo- of people, not well, only them. You know, homosexuals, lesbians. If it hadn't been Ted left, Kennedy. You, and you know who's behind it all? Jewish liberalism is behind it all. 
You just hold off on that hate. I'm we're gonna pretty get, we're... sure we found out early uh, when we talked to when uh, when I was I was on the show with Garth a while back and and uh, I think that was when we found out that Jews are responsible for homosexuality. Is that right? Which was Scott? really fascinating to learn about. Can you Jews explain that to me? Jews have a very high proportion for homosexuality. That doesn't mean that Gentiles can't be homosexuals, but Jews are only in the millions. While Gentiles, well, you are described the it like they caused it, though. They are tremendously. There's a tremendously high rate of homosexuality. Scott, do you believe that homosexuality is uh, something that people learn or something that they are born with or a combination of both? I would say that it's a combination of both. Let's be honest. So wait a minute, wait a minute, Scott. Hold on. You can be honest here in a moment. I just want to get you, make sure I understand where you're coming from. So if you believe it's a combination of both, then that means you accept the idea that people can be born as gay. Why would your loving God, if you believe that if if you believe that your God doesn't like gay people and considers them an abomination, why would He create such an abomination in the first place? Why 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 does He why does He uh, make rats? Why does he make vermin? I would assume uh, to. Uh, oh man, he's hitting the, you in, it, it's hard. Here, you know, you, I, that way they they're I like rats. The, the I have let, pet rats. That's you know. what I'm saying. You now you've taken two shots. You, rip, at Dale. you are ripping on my rats now. A I was okay with you ripping on gay people, but uh, now you're ripping on rats, and that's bothering me. And behind it all, and since you're mentioning this, behind homosexuality, remember these. What I'm going to tell you: behind every radical revolutionary movement, whether it's communism, socialism, uh, uh, decadent art, uh, homosexuality, the Jews are always behind it. They have their <laughs> hand behind every revolutionary and radical movement. You are so liberal. Well, if they're behind the libertarian movement, then um, I'm off. That's great. That's awesome. What about the liberty movement here in, the, uh, in this country when we broke away from England? I mean, wasn't that a radical movement? Yes, that was a radical Was movement. it the Jews or the queers that did that? The Jews were, have been behind everything. If you look through history, if you look through history, well, let, let's look at communism. Who what is the point of? I, was, I thought we were going to look at you, the Revolutionary War. It sounds like war. you're dodging the question. He's talking about the Revolutionary War. That was a radical movement. Were Jews behind yes, it? it? Were gays behind it? You just said that. You said Jews are behind all the radical movements. And I'm just trying to fi- right. figure out if you're just using okay. that hyperbolically and they, you just they, mean most of them. They are behind all the radical movements. Okay. So then Solomon was, gave money. He was a revolutionary banker. Uh, uh, he gave money to the revolutionary cause, just like uh, Karl Marx was the founder of communism, just like Leon Trotsky destroyed so Russia. That one, that one sort of turned around and bit him. Yeah, you know, they were trying to be revolutionary there, but uh, the good guys won, right? Say that again? I'm trying to figure out whether the, the Jews had set up a bad thing in getting the uh, United States, uh, you know, kicking off the, the, the new freer United States, or whether they, um, were, you know, what, what exactly their diabolical plan was here in your, your twisted world. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. So did the, that plan turn around and bite the Jews because America is, in fact, a good thing, or is America a bad thing because it was started by the evil Jews and um, you know, Solomon fell in his money? America should have remained part of Britain. It never gone. Oh, wow. It would have been better if it had been part of the British Empire. But if, if you don't believe me, you need to read the protocols of the learned elders of Zion. The Jews no, that sounds like a real page-turner. Oh, I've heard of that. Book. 
What is the it's point? What, what do you want me to take away from that? Uh, do, do you want me to if if I were to read this, uh, this hate spewing nonsense that you're talking about? Uh, what, what would I take away from that? I mean, what do you want from me, Scott? Do you want me to start hating people because of where they were born and the religion they have and their sexual preference? you want me to be like you or something? What, what is your point in all of this? My point in all of this, this is what I want to do. I'm not getting paid, and I don't expect to get paid, and I'm not looking for fame or whatever. What I'm looking for is this. I want to educate people. I want Americans to know I'd like to enlighten the world like Henry Ford did in the International Jew in the 1920s. You know what I'd like to do, Scott? I'd like to thank you for your call, and I'd like to educate people that Scott is a bigot, and he puts people into groups. So he decides that he doesn't like a certain type of person, right. and then he decides to paint all of the ty- you know the people that share that one trait in common as the exact same. We have to draw one of two things, one, one of two conclusions here is that either Jews are born are, are you know like they have something wrong with them genetically that makes them evil, or that they're in some kind of group. Now I've known enough Jews to believe that these people are not getting their little fax machines aren't coming out. With the little teletype, uh, oh, today we must uh, we, we we must get together with the Bilderbergers <laughs> and destroy the monetary system or whatever it is. I, that, that's absolutely ludicrous to me. I know it's just not true. So I guess we're going right. with the other thing that uh, that Jews are genetically yeah. evil is what this guy's proposing, which yeah. just doesn't make any sense to me. Your arguments just aren't compelling at all, Scott. Yeah. I, I you know that's why we let you rant because you just burying yourself. You sound ridiculous. Yep. It's it, just I, the same old hate. I'd like to point out that they usually hate the Ashkenazi Jews, which are really just a watered-down sort of Sephardic Jew. So they really just hate mutt, you know, just mutts like the rest of us. More coming up here, 800-259-9231. Fact is, people are individuals. They're all different. Judge them based on their choices and actions and words. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and we give them to you. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live on a voluntary basis, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We will take that money in, reinvest it into the show, and get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. You get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and uh, free. you also get commercial-free archives. So, mostly, I think it's yeah pre-recorded commercial-free. Uh, we don't cut out, like, these kinds of commercials where we're talking about stuff. But Live rates. Yeah. So, uh, you get a lot of perks, and it's three bucks a month. Amp.freetalklive.com. If you're like me and you don't like to swallow big old giant pills like so many vitamins are out there, you can try Chews for Health Superfruit Complex. It's a chewable, and that way you know that you're getting the full value out of your, your vitamin. Um, and it contains goji, mangosteen, acai, and nani fruit. And I was just uh, recently in the uh, the um, drugstore today, and that goji and acai is all in just about every one of the, uh, mm-hmm. the, new, the new things out there. And I know that... Uh, they have worked very hard at Choose for Health to make a very quality product, so you can trust them. And you get a free week by calling 800-219-8874. That's 800-219-8874. Choose for Health. So we just got off the phone with Scott the Bigot. It's been a while since he's called the show, and as usual, he spouted off his anti-gay, anti-Jewish uh, hatred as he typically does. Uh, and I apologize to Frank in New York because Frank had called to talk to Scott 
and I just I did not uh, make the connection. Didn't, didn't bring it. the two of you together. So, but Frank, you're still there. So if you can make your points, I'm sure Scott is is likely uh, Hi, still listening. How are you listening. doing, guys? Hey, Frank. Scott's probably yeah, still I, listening. That, so go that, ahead. I found that to be the most offensive sh- talk show call I've ever listened to, and we have to realize that anti-Semitism is a crime, and it's also, we just have to look back at the last century and saw what... No, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, Frank. Frank, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. What is a crime about uh, anti-Semitism? Well, what it does, it it causes people to discriminate, to not follow the law, and ultimately, as we saw in Nazi Germany and occupied Europe uh, under the Nazis, uh, good people being exterminated... Uh, well, now no that's a crime. Reason, wait, 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 no wait. That, that, no, to me, that's a crime. Now, look, I find Scott Correct. to be absolutely despicable. He's uh, he's awful. He's just completely dis- disgusting. Views are li- difficult to listen to. Period. Yeah, and I don't enjoy uh, even talking to the guy. But you know, I do my best to try to, like you were saying, Dale, just allow him to dig his own uh, hole, dig his own grave. And then yeah, and, he and, sounds and, so ridiculous that it, 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 I still have difficulty believing he's for real. I think like, he's. I think yeah, he's for real. I was real. wondering too. Could he be? a shill just to sort of uh, test the limits of hate speech, you know, on I don't, the uh, I don't radio. know, but well, I, I don't... Think I, sometimes I wonder if he's actually, his actual views are the opposite of what he's saying, because he sounds yeah. so ridiculous. Hey, but you've got to really you know. know your material, because he, he'll call in and reference all kinds That's of books sh- and all kinds of crap that I would, yeah. I mean, I would never, if I were just putting somebody on, I mean, sometimes I'll kind of play devil's advocate like I'm a statist. Yeah, I think uh, I believe he's for real, it's just sometimes I, st- I wonder. But, but Frank, yeah. I have to take issue with you saying that uh, him being hateful is is a crime and i don't agree with that i think no, no, that the views that he espoused are hateful and can lead to crimes oh okay we well it sounded like you were saying look, it was a crime go ahead you just have to look at at you know the last century the period from 1933 through 1945 and i mean you know uh that's probably the biggest historical uh uh event that sort of uh proves what i'm saying all i wanted to say is this that uh I think we have to realize, being libertarians or believing in civil rights, that everyone has a right, a right to happiness, a right to uh, marriage. And I think gays and lesbians have every right under the law to have their unions uh, recognized and to have the same tax benefits and benefits that heterosexual couples have. Well, I don't and think the government should be involved in marriage whatsoever, but yeah, I do agree with you, Frank, that if the government insists upon being involved, then they, it should offer its little program. They shouldn't uh, discriminate. The I, I won't fight for it because I'm not, I can't get passionate about government marriage, but they shouldn't discriminate. That's true. As long as they're offering this some sort of benefit to people, which they shouldn't be doing, they shouldn't be discriminatory about it. And I'm saying that as a gay man. I... I won't fight for it myself. I never got excited about new ha- uh, gay marriage in New Hampshire. I did admit that there was some uh, some appeal to the fact that, that 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 would probably make New Hampshire more appealing to gay people, which is good for me. Yes. So, but the bigots will still hate uh, gay people, even if government gets out of marriage entirely, even if marriage no longer is a uh, government piece of paper. Yeah. If it's just between you and your lover and uh, your your god, if you have one. Well, I, uh, marriage is about being able to choose who is there, who is going to be considered as your family, right? Correct. Because Because uh, that's one choice we have in, ter- in terms of picking our family. There's a, We have some blood family, but we can say, I want this person to be treated as family. Everyone Correct. tries to associate marriage as, a, uh, as being a sexual thing. People say, oh, the sex is wrong, blah, blah, blah. Well, it shouldn't matter. I should be able to say... 
that Ian is a family member for me. It doesn't matter if we're ever having sex or not. I, I might say, well, I want Ian, I, you know, maybe I've lost everyone in my family, and I need someone who can make medical decisions for me, and Ian and I are really good friends, have been for years, and I trust him, and I want him to be treated as a family member for all practical purposes. Maybe if I have an adopted kid or something, and I want Ian to be uh, the first person who gets responsibility for that kid if, if I die or something. Correct. So marriage it's really, that's what marriage is all about. It's not about correct. sex. Right. Marriage was instituted as a way to legitimize property so that inheritances could be followed uh, according to familial uh, uh, descent. Yep. And uh, uh, that's interesting. But I wanted to say to Scott that if he actually knows the history of Henry Ford in printing the uh, series called The International Jew or the uh, Learned Elder, the Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion, when Ford was sued, when the Dearborn Register, the newspaper he owned, was sued for printing those, Ford had to apologize to the uh, to the state uh, of Michigan and also to the B'nai B'rith, and he made the statement that he would never uh, print anything that radical, and he ended up selling the newspaper. Was he a bigot? Legal thing. Was, was Ford a bigot? Uh, well, he was in that regard, and Hitler awarded him uh, a series of uh, awards. Uh, honors for uh, that, and also providing uh, financial support, uh, you know, to Nazi Germany, uh, wow. just as Prescott Bush had done with the Union Bank and the Salesian Steel Trust that he was the managing director of. So, I mean, yeah, in that regard. But there's another side to the, the thing with Ford, and as a result of that, he lost tremendous prestige. His son uh, had tremendous difficulty rebuilding, you know, the good name of the family. Uh, it was actually the war it's and still the crap name. productions that Ford did, you know, the Ford automotive industry that sort of brought them back in a sense. But, uh, uh, you know, there's another side to that story with Ford, and everyone should be aware of it and read it. And that's all hmm. I wanted to say tonight. Thank yeah, you thank you for much. illuminating well, Frank, that. Frank, don't leave yet that book. If is it this one I'm thinking of, which is just horrendous propaganda, that was it, is this the one that had like rituals it was claiming I think in, in or claiming that Jews had rituals? In Russia by the Nihilist uh, publishers, and it was uh, used by the Tsar uh, to actually conduct some pogroms uh, before the revolution. I, I'm and, trying to find out if this is the one I've heard of before. The I, I thought I heard of a book that talks about rituals involving like the blood of of children, non-Jewish children, or something. No, 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 the learned, uh, the learned uh, protocols of the elders of Zion really deals with sort of how one would uh, restructure a society for domination. Okay. And actually, if you were to reread it today, it would sound very much like what uh, the uh, Project for New American Century was writing. If you would read the tracts and compare it to the policies that the conservative think, ta think tanks were producing uh, from 1994 through, uh, I guess, uh, 2007 you may think that Richard Pearl authored some of that. <laughs> so it's actually worth the read. <laughs> but you read it as you would uh, propaganda or you read it as a political text in the yeah. sense that yeah. to understand Obviously very history, biased. I've got other things to, that could be... I, I've got a whole lot of other books that I, I'd much rather be spending my time reading. I thank you, Frank, for the call Thanks and the, uh, the illumination Bye -bye. tonight.
you know, um, I, I think what's most interesting about uh, Scott, the call that we were talking about here, the bigot. Uh, yeah, from the last last time is, you know, the the idea on Free Talk Live is to give people enough rope that they hang themselves. The guy actually said that the United States shouldn't have broken away from uh, Great Britain. I mean, you know, just shaking the foundations of America, then talking about how great America is and how the gays are running and the gays and the Jews are running the country and and uh, the Bible. And he said previously that he doesn't believe in the Bible really, and um, that the you know because the Bible is written by Jews. It, he's he's a very conflicted man. Man. Mm-hmm. And he, I, he he sounds lucid and everything, but I'm sorry, he believes a lot of very uh, conflicting things that just don't make much sense. Well, anytime I hear that you know America's being punished because of gay people or because of you know whatever it is, that it's you can always pick out any bad things. You know, there's some good things happening over here, there's some bad things happening over there, and you can just attribute all the bad things to whatever you think God is angry <laughs> yeah. about. Hurricanes, the hurricanes. Yeah, that's they were actually claiming that Hurricane Katrina was. Because of the gays. Gay people in uh, the, the French Quarter, for God's sake. All right. More on the way here. Hour number two is coming up. If you're on the line, we'll get to you, and you can talk about anything. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And it is, uh, again, your show. Take control. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We have a lot of features, and they are free. Those other talk show hosts charge you for their sites. Ours free, freetalklive.com. We go right into your phone calls Steve is listening to WCER in Canton, Ohio. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, Steve, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, Three quick quick statements. One is the Democrats always get away with uh, saying that we're a friend of the working man, we're in your corner, yet they destroy all their energy production means of coal, uh, oil drilling, uh, hydro, uh, power, uh, nuclear. That's number one. Number two, the environmentalists are now, uh, their wordsmiths are changing the, the term global warming into uh, climate change. Well, the climate change is every 15 seconds, so that's a safe bet. Yep. And the third point is your previous caller was talking about the Jewish folks. I was raised to love and respect Israel and the Jewish people. But there is, there is a, um, what is the difference? The, the Bible says there'll be imposter Jews. Uh, that say they're Jews, but there's only about 12% of the Jews that are Orthodox or that are God-fearing, Bible-loving. Uh, you know, before Christ, we had the godly Jews. What What is the deal that there's only 12% of them and and the other 88% 
some hate God, some deny God, you know, I, I, is a mixed bag for me. I'd like for you to comment on that, please. Well, uh, Jewish uh, Judaism is a religion, and Jewish is a uh, ethnicity. So um, it's it's the that's the only place in the world where those things sort of connect because they've got this sort of heritage thing going. Um, it really doesn't uh, bisect any place else. So you can't really say people that are Jewish are not, you know, um, are are really sticking by the laws uh, that they, you know. The Jewish laws and all that stuff, so it's it gets kind of convoluted in there. And I I don't know anything about the Bible saying anything about twelve percent Jews or you know. No, no, no. I mean that that is the stats in the United States. Okay. There are about twelve percent of them are Orthodox or Hasidic, very strict, uh, well, God fearing Jews or God loving Jews. And a lot. The of only thing I know wait, about so them you, is they um they they want uh, the, the the Hasidic Jews' wife I knew wouldn't shake my hand. That's all I know. Wait a minute. Are you saying that the non-Orthodox Jews do not love God? There's a lot of them that don't. There's a lot of them that deny God. And, uh, How can you be Jew? So, so then you're saying Judy? Wait, Mark. You said Jewish is a. Uh, it's Judaism that's a religion. Judaism's but, a religion, and Jewish, uh, you know, Jew is a an ethnicity. So when you say Orthodox Jew, you mean the religion. Uh, you're saying that 88 percent of the religion, people that follow the Jewish religion, don't actually. Uh, I, I'm confused by what you're saying. Well, the I like your like your uh, uh, compass says there. There's a lot of people who are Jewish by blood, but maybe do not uh, adopt or believe in God, the, the Creator. Uh, do you have a problem with that? The, well, here's the point I'd like to bring up on it, is that Judaism, the religion itself, is different than Christianity. In Christianity, you're told, believe this crap or you're going to go to hell. No, do not question this, or you will go to hell. And that's how you're you're raised. Mm-hmm. That do not do not question what we say because you'll go to hell. There there is there's very little question that goes on. However, the religion of Judaism, you're encouraged to ask questions. Really, they don't have the afterlife thing where they threaten people with um at near to, to near the extent, and so they ask a great deal of questions. And that seems very healthy. Maybe to me. they came to the you know some of these Jews will come to the conclusion that there is no God and. That religion doesn't have a penalty for that. Could you be a pantheistic Jew? You could. No. So what? So uh, so are you saying that you have a problem with uh, Jewish people that don't believe in God? No, I, you know that's their that's their that's their choice. Okay. Uh, I I do have I, personally I I have a, a, a under, I I cannot understand how someone can deny a creator. I mean, look around and see what the creation. Um, do you believe like. that you are separate from the Creator? No, absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, I, I have I a difficult think time I can with that see myself. why they could deny it. I mean, because uh, I mean, if you look around at the, you know, uh, there's the notion that how could all this complex life be here without someone creating it? And, but if you look at it, but yeah, but if you look at it, it's incredibly messy, and there's like so many things that look like poor design choices and God made a lot of dirt. living, you know, in living things. I mean, I I can certainly see. I mean, the epiglottis is in backwards, so it's designed to catch food and shove it down your throat, and and human beings have all these hair follicles that don't grow in the same places where chimpanzees have them. Why? Why do we still have? I mean, why do we have these hair follicles that we don't use? And uh, and the, we have the exact same number and in the exact same place as, a chim, as chimpanzees, but we don't, we don't, you know, they don't grow. Why, why have them there at all? And uh, we have, we still have tail bones that, uh, we, you know, and some people are born with tails. I really hate why, the idea that you know? the, the re- reproductive organs are so close to the, uh, the, the anus. I really hate that. That's just, you know, that's a design problem that I have.
Steve, well, we can argue about that later, but whatever. Yeah, but what, uh, <laughs> what is better than the alternative? I don't know. What's the alternative? No reproductive? No, no right. Forehead? <laughs> that would be really awkward. But, but, but take a look at the, the giraffe, the whale, the fish, the the bird. Everything has two eyes. I mean, it's like yep. there's a pattern there. There's sure. a design. But yes, but there's um, there are physical laws in the universe that that make it very very helpful to have two eyes for the purposes of depth perception. Occasionally there are more, yep. but uh, but it, but having two is a, is is it's it's like. It makes sense that that sort of thing would get would That's happen. That's true for predators. Actually, you know. However, prey has eyes on the sides of their heads, like cows and sparrows. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the eyes on the sides of their heads, so they have that. Uh, they have two, and when four might be more useful because what they're looking in is in a field of vision. I think it's. I agree that I find it very difficult to imagine that there isn't a creator, and that's the reason I believe in one. But I, I, at the same time, I have a lot of questions. Thank you for the call tonight, uh, Steve. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. And these are questions that I don't think will ever be definitively answered. And I don't think... The human spine is not designed well. I mean, the reason people have so many back problems is our bodies still aren't adapted well to walking upright. There's a lot of stuff that's very messy and, and... the so-called design of things. I, I would also, uh, you know, like to to, to point out that, um, you know, I've, I've lost my train of thought on this whole thing. Excuse me. God, perfection, design. No. All right. 800-259-9231. You can comment on this or bring up whatever you want. Let's go to Jamie in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Please, boys. Hey, Jamie. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, dude. It's uh, it's Jamie from the uh, the Wheels Off Liberty podcast. Hey, dude. What's on your mind tonight? I agree with that one caller that said marriage isn't about sex. I can testify to that. <laughs> <laughs> you boys and your podcast, you think you're so funny. I think they're funny. <laughs> These guys, you can hear their show, by the way, wheelsoffliberty.com. Is that, is that the website? That is the website, Okay, yeah. and uh, also at the, uh, the Liberty Radio Network at libertyradionetwork.com. I swear, you Jamie, may- I don't want to blow your ego up too, bu- too much here. But whenever I tune into your show, and I, I'll just sometimes I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be up on the can or something like that, and I'll, oh, well, let me tune into the Liberty Radio Network, see who's on right now. And it's sometimes it's you guys when I tune in, and uh, I'm instantly transfixed and uh, and entertained by you guys. It sounds like you have so much fun together doing your show. It really comes across uh, very well. I appreciate it. We just get drunk and talk. That's all we do. So it turns out well. But I went to I went to a you make me sick hall. with your humility and that crap, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a town hall meeting today, and I happened to not be able to drink scotch before I went. <laughs> and, and everybody was talking about the health care reform and how we can't afford it and all that kind of – well, I agree with them, but it was all the same tired-head Republican versus Democrat argument. Mm-hmm. And, of course, our congressman's a Republican here in the District of Oklahoma that I live in. So they handed me the mic after a Uh-oh. short while. And and I informed the crowd of the, the the real tax that we face as Americans is the Federal Reserve and them inflating the, the monetary supply and, and, and how that is more costly to us than anything that probably a single politician could ever get passed unless they just do a 100% tax, that the inflation is absolutely killing us. And that's really all that I care about in politics is getting rid of the Federal Reserve, and I mention that all the time. But this this jackhole of a congressman that we have, he went on to, to tell me that, well, first of all, a lot of times we have to circumvent the Constitution because we're not capable of doing this anymore. So out of, out of the 
the, the mouth of our own congressman. The, he yeah. says that he has he don't he can't follow the the only rule that he has to follow because sometimes it's too difficult. Right, and he's a Republican, and the Republicans love touting their precious Constitution. If you got more, Jamie, hang on, we'll bring you back here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want, toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We have the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. You can edit virtually anything you see there. Wiki, W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com. And uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every single day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. Freedomsphoenix.com. There are a lot of freedomsphoenix.coms in that uh, particular piece of copy, aren't there? Yes. And uh, hopefully people will go there because it is a good site. It is. I do most of my show prep from it. I'm sitting looking at at, uh, Larkin Rose's article that's over there right now. Yeah, I've got one pulled up myself. But we have got to go to your phone calls because that's what the show's about. And we're back with Jamie in Oklahoma. So, Jamie, you were telling us about a town hall, one of these town hall meetings that, uh, that you were attending. And this one was being put on by a Republican. And you said that he actually he actually said right there in front of the crowd that that he pretty much can't go by what the Constitution says. He did. He said that the Supreme Court's there to decide what the Constitution says and what the Constitution does not say. And a good point of history for us to learn by was when Abraham Lincoln decided to be an absolute tyrant and not follow the Constitution, and look where that got us. It won the war for the North, which was just absolutely silly to me. I mean, I I consider Abraham Lincoln probably one of the biggest tyrants in American history. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So so he was responding to what you had said when you were on uh, the microphone? Yes, and, and I've been to a town hall meeting with this guy before back when it was probably just anywhere from 20 to 30 people at the at the meeting, and my question's always the same about ending the Fed. And the first one I went to, this Congressman Cole, um, Tom Cole, he said, I asked him about the ending the Fed, and he said, you know, the genie's already out of the bottle. We, we can't really do nothing about it now. <laughs> so I brought that up. I said, hey – Congressman Cole, last time I said it, you said the genie's already out of the bottle, and now you have co-signed, I guess, with Ron Paul's in um, audit the Fed bill. He said, I never said the genie's out of the bottle. And right in front of, like, 500 people, I said, you know what? Right now you're just lying to us is all you're doing because you looked me straight in the face and you told me that, dude. And, of course, he got kind of red-faced there and, and got on a big kick about how America's better now for his children than it was for him and how he had a better life than his father. And it's and all his, thanks to the government? It, it sounded like a big smoke screen because that you had just caught him in a lie and he just had to give a big spiel, you know. It just just a way to dodge addressing the the issue at hand. Yeah, he was he was just a smooth talking politician. Sure. And it got it got on where, where I told him I said, you know, you're wrong about that. I, I think that my grandparents probably had a better life because my grandfather was a single income earner of the family and and my grandmother raised five boys and they was able to make ends meet which we can't do anymore due to inflation which the federal reserve right. has a giant part of right because the, in- turned, 
because inflation is the Federal Reserve essentially putting more money into the money supply, printing money out and, and, and or incre- incrementing numbers in, inside computers, and that leads to prices going up, and it leads to your dollars in your wallet becoming uh, more worth uh, becoming worth less. And so over time, if you're still earning the same amount of money or slightly more than what you were before, you are behind the ball. You're continuously following, uh, falling behind the ball because unless you can, you're getting a whole lot of, you know, a lot of raises really often, most people continue to fall behind the ball. And that's why the, the standard of living continues to go down. That's why you need to have two parents working two jobs each to cover two kids today, as opposed to what you're saying, where one guy could work and cover a whole family of six. Uh, so it, it's it's a reality, and you're absolutely right about it. And and he said, well, under my way, blacks wouldn't have rights, and women couldn't vote. And it, it was just, what? Then, He's yeah, saying. I mean, if we went back to the days I'm talking about. Oh, I, I see. He said he said that blacks wouldn't have rights, and women couldn't vote. So he turned a Federal Reserve question around and spun it so far around that Crazy. he had the crowd clapping for him when he said. Now women can vote, and people were happy. I was, reminded of the fam- I was reminded of the Family Guy episode where the only thing the politician said was 9-11, over and over again. I think Peter <laughs> was running for mayor or something. Terrorism, clapping cheer, yeah. Yeah. terrorism, terrorism, terrorism. Mm-hmm. Jamie, thanks for the call tonight. Always good hearing from you. Keep up the good work out there. Wheels off the radio. Hey, Jamie, uh, before you go, I'm, I'm wondering when you're going to give up that uh, that breakneck speed of once a week and uh, maybe go twice a week or something with uh, Wheels Man, Off I- Liberty. I am trying to get my co-host Mike on there right now, but right now he's suffering from a little case of AIDS, I think. He's got a little <laughs> little coughing and stuff, so all I'm doing now while he's recuperating is maybe smoking a bowl every once in a while, and I'll try to get him on the two times a week here pretty soon. Sounds like a good plan, dude. Thank you again for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. Get a new phone, too. All right, I 800-259. I, I, once again, you know, I love it when people, uh, you know, it, it, it it warms my heart when people say, "Oh, we need to follow the Constitution, everything." They obviously love liberty, but I just, it just, it's also kind of sad because I, they're putting so much faith in a piece of paper to keep government in line. Like, what do you think? I mean, how how deluded can you be about the nature of government to think a piece of paper is going to keep them in line? You just aren't paying attention. You're, you live in, you are deluded. You're living in some sort of fantasy world where you believe that. Well, if you just elect the right people, then they can go ahead and, and whoop whoop it into shape. It's just been always this just always the wrong people, Dale. So now we need to get serious. We need to get some real serious candidates out there that are really le- that really love the Constitution mm. and love freedom. And we're going to do it in the this right time. place. Two thousand ten. Two thousand ten for liberty. I well, mean, come on. You, know, you think you can elect your way out of this problem? You are living in a fantasy world. I think world. you can elect your way out of this problem if you move enough people to one localized area. Maybe. I don't know that. that the, I, I didn't mean to reopen that. I'm sorry. Is, <laughs> I was just is, talking about the Constitution. I don't know that the Constitution is all in the, uh, the, the you know is the end all be all because I really do believe it was a compromise and there from the very beginning a flawed document. Um, I, I it, obviously it has resided for 200 and something years over the constant growth of the government, and if it was meant to just be a document that uh, you know that that, that that limited the federal government to things like uh, judging tier, uh, judging. Uh, traders and you know interstate com- commerce and a, and a few minor little tasks and, and of course running the military well 
then why was there a legislature in the first place? Why did they have one? Well, I can only assume the legislature's there to pass laws. And if it's there That's to what pass, they think they're there for. If it's there to pass laws, what were those laws meant to, to – if every law the legislature passes is it's unconstitutional. It's awfully hard to get elected on saying, I'm going to go in there and I'm not going to do anything. Right. And who wants – you know, that's a really hard sell. <laughs> so. It is. It, that it is. We continue here taking your calls about whatever you want. Uh, go to Steve is gone. Let's try John in West Virginia. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Uh, actually, it's Jim. Sorry about that, Jim. I'm go call- ahead. No, it's okay. I'm just calling. I heard you guys talking earlier about the design flaws of human beings or just, you know, uh, things in, in nature in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing that's mind-blowing to me is that you could call things uh, design flaws when, in fact, it's completely implausible, illogical, and does not uh, follow the scientific theory, believe that things happen coincidentally. For example, how could an optic nerve, brain, and the eyes form independent of each other? I'll tell you what, we'll come back and talk about it here in a moment. It's 800-259-9231. the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up whatever you want. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. I love the British Sovereign. It's about a quarter ounce, which is usable for a gold coin. They tend to be older and thus are numismatic and untracked by the government. They have the 100-year-old wow factor for the layman and are easily storable for emergencies. You can get them for only $266. Call 877 Eight five seven ninety nine thirty eight, or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same as it is for one coin as it is for twenty. So try to get as many as you can at once. Eight seven seven eight five seven ninety nine thirty eight. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free, so enjoy those, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, they're all there, right there on the front page. In fact, going back for an entire year at freetalklive.com. What if? You found out the best liberty activists from around the world were all moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes. Would you want to join them? Well, it's happening, and you can be a part of it, but you need to go and learn more and get signed up at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. All of the hosts on this show are Free State Project participants, and I have to say that moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, probably uh, one of the top three decisions, best three decisions of my life. I would say hands down. I'm yep. here, and I love it. Absolutely. All right. Let's go to your calls, uh, or I guess continue with your calls, because I believe we still have Jim. Was it Jim in uh, West Virginia? Yes, it's Jim in West Virginia. And uh, my point, I was just making the point that the, the statements that were made that I heard, discrediting that there's a creator, purely on the fact that there are things that are considered design flaws. Well, it's, not, it's not about purely on the fact of anything. <clears throat> the thing is... Uh, when someone says, well, look at all the amazing life around us and says that's proof of a creator, that I'm simply – I am questioning that as a, as, a, as a reason for believing in a creator because it doesn't look designed. It looks like a messy process is all. Are you, are it's, you, are you serious to me? I mean, honestly, absolutely. When you say it doesn't look designed to you, no. what system do you know 
where not only are the inhabitants there, but they provide for their environment, and their environment provides for them perfectly, in balance. The That's... Earth sustains itself regardless of where they're not. For example, the water cycle. And like I mentioned, and species die <laughs> off, and new species come in, come out of it, and it's a messy process. It happens, so you know it's a big enough system. It's uh, that you know it's it's probably not like, ultimately one the, infinitely sustainable. One you, but one of the things you mentioned was um, one of the things you mentioned was that things don't look like they're designed. But like my, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to point out more than anything else is design may not necessarily fit what you think of as structure. Just like when you go into somebody's home, it can be designed, but it may not fit what you view as structure. Sure. And something as simple as, like, something as simple to me with, the, with just a human being, that in and of itself, when people t- uh, talk about or promote the idea of evolution, when you look at the human being's eye, the optic nerve, and the brain, it renders that completely, almost completely impossible because those things would have had to happen simultaneously for them to no, be effective. No, they don't actually. But like, if you look wait, at wait, really wait, simple wait, wait, wait. creatures that mean? have eyes, some of them are their eyes are connected straight into their nervous system. Like if you look oh, at that, a planarian, it's like it's got eye spots that just detect light. There's a range wait, of really of true, creatures that have different uh, degrees of complexity to things like their eyes and things like that. You know, so all of that stuff there, can develop the over time, and and it doesn't have to. You know, you. you I, I don't know. I'm well, not sure. I think it's a bit of a false choice. I, I think the, uh, the 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 choice between creationism and evolution is a is a false one. That's a false dichotomy. Right. Yeah. Well, here, here, right. Jim, I'd like to turn it around on you if I could. I believe God created us with eyes. All right. Um, however, do you believe that uh, God told uh, Noah when he was 200 years old to build a boat over the course of 500 years made of gopher wood that was uh, f- five football fields? Uh, excuse me, five. Uh, Three football fields long and five stories tall, and fill it with seven of every animal and two of some, two of the ones with hair, and uh, float, <laughs> float around um, the world uh, for a year's time while it rained for forty days and forty nights at first. Well, first of all, what you just what you just said is not what the Bible says. Oh, really? For example, something as simple as the Bible does not say to create a boat; he said to create an ark. And the thing that was cre- and the reason that's different, the reason why that may sound that may sound like an absurdity. But the reason why that's different is because scientists have diagnosed multiple times that the pressures that would have been created by what the flood was supposed to have been would have been too great for any structure, any boat that had been designed in the history of human beings. But the difference is if you have a box, it's not designed to navigate. It is only designed to float, therefore preserving life. And also another difference is it's not seven of every animal. It was seven of every kind. And if you look at the Hebrew word for that, for that it's the same thing that we look at as far as genomes and species, it's not as simple as what you try to make it into English. And I understand what you're saying, and I'm not trying to make something complex and complicated. I'm simply stating that there's a lot of misnomers about creation. There's a lot of misnomers about God where people, people suggest things in religion and human beings purport things that are not at all what the Bible teaches and not at all what God represents. Does the Bible teach that Noah was 600 years old? The Bible does teach that. I, I don't remember if he was exactly 600 years old, but he definitely lived far greater than the lifespan that we as humans have now. But what you have to remember is, one of the things you have to remember is, the Bible is asserting that human beings were created in a perfect state, and that generationally they would degenerate the way you would with a photocopy. But how, aren't humans that, get living longer now? Are we getting more like God now? When you mention that humans are living longer now, one of the things you have to, one of the things you have to consider is, 
for example, people always count the... the there are a lot of backbends to the silly religion that you're talking about here. <laughs> I mean, come well, on, man. But that, let's not go off on too much on a tangent. I don't think so at all. Wait, wait, I want to hear I want to address this false dichotomy, too, so let's get back to that. I mean, follow what I'm saying. What, follow what I'm saying as far as like one of the things when people look at when people look at lifespans. One of the things they take into account is when is uh, mortality uh, child child mortality rates, and those things those things skyrocketed, especially in the early nineteenth and twentieth century with modern medicine. When physicians would go from handling patients who would die from infectious diseases to delivering babies, that's one of the ways that the lifespan looks like it's grown so much in in this time period. The, the second thing you have to recognize is. Yes, human beings have achieved scientific advancement, but my point has nothing to do with, with the science of medicine. It has to do with if human beings, which scientists on so many different levels in so many different um, areas will tell you, the body recreates and regenerates over and over again, and then all of a sudden stops. It, it, or it, it's, it's a process of stopping. In its, yeah, in your its, DNA is unraveling every time it splits. You know, it, you're really it, um, it not taking case. a look at uh, old tombstones. Which, uh, if you look at old tombstones of uh, old, uh, you know, old tombstones of women, you will see tiny tombstones around those women, and those are the babies that died in childbirth. At, what you're talking about is absolute. Patent nonsense, and I'm. You sound like a really smart guy, and you shouldn't be believing nonsense unless you're trying really, really hard to explain a really, really dumb old religion. Like you know what I mean? Well, that's just that's what I'm trying to get at is this false dichotomy. I'm not an expert on evolution. I've read up a fair amount on it, and I've seen some 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 scientists discuss back and forth with articles explaining what you're talking about. For instance, the idea of the eye. I can't. I don't have the articles in front of me, and I could. And I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to argue that. But the the problem I have with it is is that if you're you're sort of going from this notion of debunking. If debunking evolution, therefore, there's a creator. And I'm like, well, I don't. Even if I don't fully understand how evolution works, I don't jump to the conclusion of a creator because that is a that is making up an answer to something you don't know how it works. And that doesn't guess, that doesn't answer the question because if you say, well, there's no possible way that this could form, that this could just happen naturally, and yet you accept that there's this brilliantly intelligent being that that naturally exists. It just already exists, and he's brilliant, and he's uh, brilliant enough to create everything that's just beyond our imaginings as being coincidental right now. And and so it does not conclude, if you debunk evolution, that it was created by an intelligent I being. So, I, there, I mean, who knows what might guide the process of evolution if there's, you know, uh, but but it does, or whether, I don't even know if evolution may be the answer. I'm just saying, I'm looking at all these creatures, I'm saying, no, they do not look to be designed by an intelligent but they don't look to have been designed at all. Are you kidding me? I mean, look at all. No, the I'm not kidding you. That is not a response to what I'm saying. I, of course, I'm not kidding you. Jim, what why about do this? we have hair follicles that don't grow anymore? Okay, what about you know? what about this, Jim? The whole, the whole idea that hair follicles don't grow anymore. It's like it's like when people try to dismiss the. It's like when people try to dismiss the appendix because humans didn't understand what it stood for. And now scientists and doctors are well aware that there are possible uses that humans have not been aware of. There are things as far as the lymphatic system. There are things as far as the there's things as far as um, the immune system. There's so many different things that it's possibly used for that they didn't know before. Jim, I want to I want to run something else by you here. I want to bring you back here in a moment. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. If you've got time, I want to run one at least one more idea. And Mark, we're getting like dangerously just... close to uh uh huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I see where you're coming from. I think this has been a. I think Jim's been doing a pretty decent oh, job Jim, of defending himself. Jim's one of the stuff. smartest uh, creationists we've ever had. More caught. on the way. It's Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. It is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then learn how to promote Free Talk Live at promote.freetalklive.com. There are a lot of things you can do to help get this show on more stations around the country, uh, as well as bring more Internet listeners on board. Promote.freetalklive.com lists pretty much everything. Uh, so head on over there. Let's go back to Jim listening to, w, uh, to I think, WAIS, actually, but you're in West Virginia. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live, and we've been talking about things theological here tonight, uh, evolution slash, uh, slash creationism. And I wanted to, uh, to ask you, you know, are they, is it necessarily an exclusive thing? Uh, does it have to be either creation or evolution? Uh, couldn't it possibly be both? And, and what I mean by that is, uh, couldn't it, you know, the, the germ of all of, the, all of that is right now have been planted uh, way back when the Big Bang happened or whatever it is that happened in the, in the beginning and that we are where we are today and there have been billions of years in between here and there and that uh, the imperfect things that you're observing, Dale, uh, are just uh, a, a point in time on the path toward, you know, getting to that kind of, uh, that, perfect, perfect state. Uh, that perfect state. Now, that does not seem completely counterintuitive to me. The notion of everything, poof, it's here, just the way it is right now, seems counterintuitive to me, just based on how messy it all is. You now, know? How do you feel and about so, that, Jim? Well, first, my thought is, like, one of the things that that I agree with you guys on is, a lot of times, people make it a difference between not so much necessarily evolution, which I mean, obviously, it is. People are who believe in creation are against evolution fairly often, but it's science versus creationism. And I don't believe that things. And again, the Bible does not teach that things that the way they are now, the way they look today. And I'm not talking about industrialization and things of that nature, but just the earth and ge- geology and. Uh, that those things did not look the way they do now in the beginning. Um, but both science and creation teach that it started, like you said, poof, just bang, and it was here. That's why they teach that theory of the Big Bang, and that's what the Bible teaches. In the beginning, and then there was that, that beginning moment. Um, I understand what you're saying. But, it's sort, it's that, sort of the notion could, of guided evolution. Well, can, I think, could, could things have changed over time saying, through but, some kind of something guiding them or something like that? The thing that happens for me is that I genuinely believe in the Bible based on intelligent research and also archaeological evidence um, and the fact that when the now Bible... Now you're stretching. Now, yeah. now you're stretching. Well, what I mean, what I mean, what I mean, well, I guess what I'm saying is, the, and the Bible does not teach evolution. And on top of that... Right, the, the Bible, Bible says it happened all 6,000 years ago that the earth just oh. came poof and uh, existed, right? Right, in, in the span of six days. The Bible does, but another thing the Bible teaches that matches science is scientists teach now that all humans that are alive today came from a common ancestor, which is something the Bible also teaches. The Bible does not teach, like a lot of people will try to teach you the Bible, that the earth was created in six days. Well, the Bible does not teach that. It, it doesn't? It does not teach that. Uh, the no, heck it, it doesn't. Yes, it, 
No, it does not. <laughs> Look, that's I went to Christian people. school, and that's what they taught me there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those religious people taught you that, but the Bible does not. Well, Mark's read the Bible several times yeah, himself. He did get it first. My hand. understanding <laughs> is that, uh, you know, on the first day, such and such, second day, da-da-da, you know. The, I, right, but that, for me, it, it had a different effect on me. When I read the Bible, I actually started reading it front to back instead of reading it out of context like I did in Sunday school. When I started reading the Bible from front to back, that's when I lost my religion because I could not buy it. It just, you know. I was looking at the behavior of what God was telling people to do and everything, and I was like, if this God exists, I don't like him. <laughs> All right, so Jim, yeah. what's the explanation? If you're saying it wasn't six days, what, what's your story? My, story? my story is that the Hebrew word, which is different from English on so many different levels, the Hebrew word for day that you read in the first day is, is a period of time, an indefinite period of time as opposed to a specific 24-hour period. So it could be a billion years. Right. I heard this in Sunday school, and um, you know, here's the question that I have for you. you uh, this you fair and just, school? this fair and, I heard that in Sunday school, sure, you know, people would say, well, God says a day is, is a thousand years, a thousand years is a day, so well, let's just start fiddling with the math here. Um, no, it doesn't have to be 6,000 years. I'm saying what, 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 Jim, could be billions of years. Now, my question is, right. if I don't believe this bullcrap, do I go to hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, the Bible does not teach hellfire. Excellent. And now, Jim, we can get on the same page, brother. But that's, because... what, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. Is like you're talking about Christian school, and you're talking about religion, and I agree with you. If you look at the, if you look at human history, and you look at politics today, the source of almost every single problem is religion. But the difference between religion and the Bible is so dramatic, so dramatic that it would blow your mind. Religious fundamentalists, people who twist things for their own advantage. So would you say that so so you're you're like somebody who's done an independent study then. You're not uh, you don't I, subscribe I, to uh, one particular uh, organized religion. I, I, I study the Bible. I study the Bible. You try, you try to make the Bible books? fit into um, to, to current you philosophy ever, which has got to be very very difficult. Do you ever no, like do you ever I'm ask yourself it. why you Give the Bible so much validity. I mean, what, you're studying the Bible, but what? Where did you? How did you determine that the Bible was, was worth true studying. and worth? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's and worth no studying. question. There's no question. I was definitely taught that the Bible was a divine thing. However, I was also taught that it's worthless to. to it's worthless if if I, if that's not for me. And as you can tell, I'm not a person who takes something that somebody tells me as a fact. How nope, many other books not. have you? I, I definitely, Jim. You're, you're a really bright guy. Obviously, uh, how many other books have you researched besides the Bible? How many other religious texts? I've, I've researched the Koran, the Book of Mormon, and the Bible. Those are the three that I've paid attention to specifically. But I've paid attention to the uh, Baha'i faith. I've done research on the Buddhist faith. Why would you? I've why? Spoken. Why the Bible out of all of those? I mean, are, is there a particular now, reason? One of the things that is particularly impressive to me about the Bible, and it's something that a lot of higher critics will oppose, but if you look at the, if you look at it objectively, you will see the Bible has continuity over a 1,500-year period. You have 40 different writers who wrote 66 different books. You have kings, you have doctors, you have slaves, you have shepherds, and yet all of them wrote in harmony on a common theme, which is not necessarily um, saw, seen. But wait a minute, doesn't God change in the, between the New Testament and the Old Testament? Isn't there a significant once, difference there? Once, once again, once again, and that's when you brought up the issue of hellfire, that's another thing that so many people who call, call themselves Christians say. They say that in the Old Testament, God was this way or the other. In the New Testament, the teaching of hellfire comes. But in fact, the Bible teaches very clearly that God does not change. What you have, what you have in the Old Testament, and I don't call it the Old Testament, I call it the Hebrew Scriptures. When you look in the Hebrew Scriptures, what you have is you have creation and you have a foundation. 
God made an arrangement, he made a covenant, he made an agreement, he made a contract with a specific group of people. But that group of people was not going to be inclusive only for the benefit of themselves. That promise to Abraham to the Jews, who were God's chosen people at one time according to the Bible, those people were to then bless the entire world. But if you follow that, if you continue to see his dealings with them, when they were, in, when they were ungrateful, when they were disobedient, when they did not hold up to the, when they breached their contract, they then lost what that contract promised. And then you have in the New Testament what the Old Testament promised. For example, like that's one of the best, best reasons to believe in Jesus Christ. The entire Old Testament has prophecy after prophecy that can be validated in the life of Jesus Christ. And then, again, and a lot of people will, will say that they don't believe in Jesus. Well, I don't believe that Jesus was God. I don't believe that, and the Bible does not teach that. However, to deny Jesus Christ was a human being is really, really hard to imagine because of the fact of... One person who never existed influencing people on the level that he has. I an idea do- can be an incredible influence on people. I've seen it happen in modern times. An idea can can live and 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 have a tremendous power. I don't. I I think if you look at the uh, the actual historical evidence, even from the Bible itself. It seems unlikely there was actually a person, a single person, that uh, that Jesus... You know, uh, historians of all stripes disagree on just that point, Dale. And I have little that I disagree with Jim on at this point. The Noah story, yeah, bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. But um, the idea that Jesus is, is, is um, a prophet as opposed to God, I'm with him uh, totally on board with that one. And if you're not going to send anybody to hell, it doesn't really matter what religion you have anyway, because you're not threatening people. Well, I think that if there was, if there was a Jesus, I think that... Uh, you know, based on my uh, pantheistic belief system, that he was no more or less a god than uh, than everybody else is, because I, I think that everything is God. Well, that essentially the we, universe, as it is, is uh, God experiencing itself in so many different billions of ways. Uh, I think ways. an enlightened person is more like God than an unenlightened person. So Jesus could very well be more like. I god. see what you mean. I see what I you mean. I want you guys to know too that the, again. Just like, as you can tell, I believe, you have every right to believe how you want to believe. And the Bible teaches that. And the Bible teaches that God teaches that. However, you guys were talking about facts or uh, scientific laws. And I'll leave you with this. That's the number one thing to me. If there are laws physically, chemically, um, throughout this world, throughout this universe, the same should be said for morals. And what I mean by that is you reap what you sow. There is no doubt about that. I'm a big believer in uh, karma and, you know, reaping what you sow. Thank you for the call. Thank you, Jim. Great discussion tonight. 800-259-9231. There's more to come here. We've got a full hour remaining. Hour three's coming up. You can bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up whatever you want, toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All our features on the site we give to you, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. 
And, we've, you know, we've mentioned the Free Talk Live uh, beta 2.0 site. It's, uh, it's starting to really kind of look nice. Oh, is it taking a new form uh, yeah. now? The, uh, the new, really excited about this. The new scheme, the new color scheme has been uh, uploaded there. So it you can go to... kicks so much butt, and they've gotten rid of most of that ugly blue that you're all into. Yeah. So um, uh, people really have to go take a look at this. The new site is gorgeous. Uh, it still needs a few, some tweaks, but... Uh, uh, I think we get rid good. of the rest of that blue. Uh, no, I like the blue up at the top there. Thank you very much. I like whatever looks good, and I think that blue at the top looks nice. Anyway, I think it looks better is great. You but can you go know, and whatever. See, nah, you can go and see it at prep.freetalklive.com. Dale, would would the top look better as gray? Wouldn't that be <laughs> too much? Uh, gray. I, what, what color I'd have to see it, but I, I like it as it is right now. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it, it is beautiful good. as it is right now. I certainly will not. Uh, it's like saying a gorgeous woman would look better with green eyes or blue eyes. Uh, you know, like, it, I, I admit that we're talking about a small issue here, but anyway, you know, whatever. Our, uh, our design team has been doing a super job, and you can take a look at the uh, the next generation of Free Talk Live's website. If you go to prep.freetalklive.com, and it should be fully functional, so you should be able to you know get in there, create an account, and, uh, and tool around with it. Now, the what basic- I think this is going to do um, in the long term is essentially what the idea here is, is that people are going to be able to vote up and vote down stories that we will then address on air. So, um, you know, people will will have an interactive component in the in the show, an, an additional interactive component in the show. Right. So for those people that don't want to call in, this would mm-hmm. be a way to uh, to to get one of your stories more likely to be used on the air. Uh, for instance, right now. There's this email box that honestly, there's just so many damn emails that come in. I don't even want to look at it anymore. It's just impossible. It's just too much. It's beyond managing. Uh, I've, I mean, I've got a, a gentleman that helps helps me t- kind of take care of it, but it's still too. I just don't have enough time. We barely have enough time to touch on hardly any of the prep that we have. So this system at prep.freetalklive.com is very dig-like. It's very uh, social. What is it? Social promotion or social, uh, what do they call it? Social news, I think is what this is called, where you uh, you essentially submit you, the story that you think is interesting to the system. It may already be in the system, in which case you can it'll pop that up and you can uh, vote up the stories that you think are, are most interesting. And so we'll come to the, the page at prep.freetalklive.com, just the same place that you, you would be going, and we can see what's you know hot according to our listeners right now. Sure. And Dig, that's Dig, cool. Dig is a very uh, popular website on the Internet, but it's not like they've got a nationally syndicated radio show to push through the, uh, the, 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 the website and the things they've got. So it's, it is the same, and it is different. And it's, I think what it's currently what the iteration of uh, Free Talk Live's website is like is, well, you know, why would I go there if I'm a regular listener? What is there? there for me and not much and we still know it's just the occasional update the occasional sh- new shriner or the occasional you, archive if you're on the updates or, at updates.freetalklive.com you see all the updates and you don't even have to go to the website to see them actually i do make it so you have to go to the website when i send an update really yeah. I, I get them in my that's not my experience uh, there's but, always a link to the website in there in order for you to get whatever the archive is or oh the, the archive but or, not the the verbiage of the update the verbiage is in there, but whatever the update is telling you about, you'd have to go to the website for. But anyway, all that's going to change. Right. Because and, and currently we're getting 33,000 visits to the site or something like that. So I can imagine this is going to quadruple it. I would hope so. I think it's definitely a, a needed change. And so I wanted to make sure you are aware of it. It's in beta still. So go to prep.freetalklive.com, P-R-E-P, prep.freetalklive.com to uh, get a sneak peek at uh, what's coming next and play around with it. Um, maybe you'll find some bugs. You're welcome to report those as well. I don't know if there's an easy way to do that yet. Maybe we need to add that. Let's go to uh, your calls about what you want. Arid is in Georgia, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Arid. Arid in Georgia, going oh, once. Is, no, this is Erod. 
Erod, what's on your mind? Yeah, hey, hey, uh, hey, listen, um, I, um, I pretty much uh, agree with that last caller. He was uh, pretty spot on on most of what he was saying, and um, and, and and really, I, I can't believe that Dale actually believes that human beings don't look like we're designed. It's kind of uh, it's kind of weird there. But anyway, I, I called um, about uh, I wanted to have take a little issue with um, what Lauren Canario said last night. Okay. If you want to recap real quickly, um, uh, she was speaking about, you know, she belonged, uh, I guess it's involved with objectivism. She'd spent 20 years, years, spent 20 years being involved with objectivism and came to the conclusion that most of them are a bunch of warmongers. Right, yeah. And and what she said something, she she put out a question towards the end of the show there, and and, and she said something that, you know, that she learned some pretty cool things and, uh, and she said something like, oh, I think X, uh, a, uh, X can equal Y or something like that. And anyway, I, what she was referring to is, was the law of non-contradiction, which simply states that A cannot equal B at the same time in the same relationship. And she said that, you know, in the context that that proves that, that that's an argument against God. And, and I found it to be really interesting, you know, and, of course, then she asked, well, why do you, you know, why do you do that to kids? And she actually likened it to child abuse. And it's interesting that she would say that, and she'd bring up that particular law. Is that, you know, one that I, you know, I've, I've got, I've had children. And in fact, I've raised my children in a in a, a Christian school. In fact, classical Christian schools, which they're exposed to, you know, logic uh, at an early age, instructed logic and Latin and and, and that sort of thing. And, and and this is one of the laws that I have really, you know, uh, uh, tried to get my children to completely and thoroughly understand, you know, and, and again, the law of non-contradiction. And I just found it just uh, just totally amazing that how she could possibly say that this is some sort of argument against the possibility of God, and I, it's 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 just totally not true. At all. I know? really don't even know. I really yeah. don't even know what you're talking about. I don't either. Can you get to what well, you're trying to say? Well, well, what she said is last last night again has one of the things that she learned in objectivism, and and she didn't call it the law of non-contradiction, but what she said is is that what she learned. Can, can you tell us what you're saying? Because and okay, a lot of people what, didn't hear last night's show. Include I haven't heard it yet. I'm probably going to listen to it, but I haven't heard it yet. So can you get to what you're saying? Yep. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is is that the law of non-contradiction states. That A cannot equal B at the same time and in the same relationship. Lawrence said this was an argument against God. What I am saying, this is an argument for God. What's that have so, to do with God anyway? I don't really understand. Well, A cannot I, equal B. Well, what, what does well, that mean? Well, yeah, well, I'm still. Well, you're, well, you haven't gotten to how this is relevant to God. What I'm so saying get to is, that though, point. Typically, typically, you know, when when you, 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 if, if I say to someone that I'm a Christian, obviously they'll they'll say that well I'm irrational, I'm illogical, uh, you know, like Mark said, you know, it's a bunch of foolishness. The Noah's Ark is, is you know, and, and and that type of thing, and you know, and this is really it's 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 a mischaracterization, you know, of, of of people who believe in God completely, because actually, you know, Christian is a, Christianity is a completely logical and and and, and rational belief system. And there's nothing, there's yep. nothing inherently irrational about it, you know. And, you don't and, think and, that believing that uh, Balaam communicated with his his ass is irrational? 
No, sir. Okay. Um, now, I, I am of the opinion that you can be a Christian and be rational, and I'm of the opinion that you can believe in God and be rational. I am not of the opinion that you can believe that the Bible is the unerring, literal word of God and be rational. That's where I, that's where I deviate. Do you understand? How do you, know that? How do you know that, Mark? How do I know what? How do you know that it is not? Because if God um, came to this planet as a man and didn't do so much as write his telephone number <laughs> on a cocktail napkin, he's a big old jerk. Like, I'm supposed to believe that? Come on. I, and, I'm, and you're going to send me to hell if I don't? What a, a crappy wait, wait a God. Mark, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You see, I, don't, I don't understand that you're, you're train of the thought there. You know, God came to earth as a man, okay, and in the form of Jesus. So you say. So the claim. Okay, so well, the claim I mean, that's is. The claim. Why should we believe that, though? Why? Why is it that those claims are any more uh, palatable, believable than all of the other claims of everybody else that claims to know what the uh, the creation of the uh, the the world is and who God is and, and all of that? I mean, the, you know, well, Ian. Well, well let, let me ask you this. The, the other day, you know, I was listening to the program, and uh, there was actually you guys were actually entertaining the thought. That three people sitting on a beach on an LSD trip could actually look at a bird and say, hmm, that maybe that bird put into three. Now, you weren't getting that on my side, is, Erod. I, I wasn't agreeing with that. Okay, well, what I'm saying is that now, now you have the written word which says 500 people saw this man crucified and raised from the dead. All right, we're bringing you back. Hang on. More coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Take control. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want by dialing toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And we invite you to our website. We've got a bulletin board system there with over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about at bbs.freetalklive.com. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. I told you that there's a uh, partnership that's uh, recently bloomed between Free Talk Live and Midas Resources, and you can go over there and get uh, to this website I'm going to give you in a moment. Uh, it's You can go to gold.freetalklive.com, and you can get uh, silver pieces and gold uh, coins over there for very, very good rates. I've picked out some of my favorites. and. What? Uh, but they all get sort of shipped uh, on uh, this uh, mail service way. What? What is it called? Registered mail, um, Ian? I I don't know. Yeah, they they get, basically the shipping on one of them is a, the same as the shipping on twenty up twenty of them, and I wanted to put together a way that people could sort of save money on the shipping because it, it it only makes sense to put your money into coins if if it's going to be uh, you know cost effective for you. So we've I've recently set up with Ted Anderson over there at Midas a way that you can. Do it incrementally. You can call up this telephone number. It's 877-857-9938. That's 877-857-9938. And they'll do a sort of a layaway plan with you. And you can put 10% down and then a certain amount per month or week or whatever towards the coins. And then when you get up to 20 of them, and you can save on the shipping by getting up to 20, get up to 20 and then they'll ship them off to you and you'll have them in your hands. And then you can do it all over again. So the, so that would would that lock in the price? It I mean, does. It does lock in the price at the time that you purchase. So if silver Sky, if you if I call tonight eight seven seven eight five seven ninety nine thirty eight and tomorrow silver skyrockets, I've got the price that I called in tonight. That's and pretty cool. By the way, they are there rather late, so uh, you call in anytime. 
if they're not there, they will, in fact, call you back, and he works very hard to lock the rate in at the time you called so that it works for you. Cool. 877-857-9938. And you can also go to gold.freetalklive.com, but that's but if you want the layaway program, you have to call the number. Right? That's correct. Okay. All right, let's continue here and bring back Erod in Georgia. Erod, uh, continuing the theological conversation we've been having here, and uh, you're sounding a, you sound a little more oh I don't know doctrinaire than uh, for instance the last guy that was uh, that was on the phone. Uh, well, you were trying to make a point when we had to go to the break, so uh, go ahead and, and bring that back. Yeah, what well, the point I was just I was just making is is that you know is about you know what, what what people are willing to believe I suppose you know again I just brought up you know the thing about you know the you know, the, the, please, the please acid trip, you know, and then and then basically you have eyewitness accounts. And what's the most compelling, you know, form of, of, of testimony in court? But there aren't any eyewitness accounts of Jesus, though. All of them no, were there, several there, generations later of people no, talking about that there were eyewitness accounts. No, there, no, there so. were eyewitnesses of actual resurrection, over 500 people. And then, uh, but, but it's None of whom wrote in the Bible. But, but, wait, but you well, understand that the, the books of the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and, Luke and John, the Gospels you're referring to, were yeah. written in um, at least at the very earliest writings, which we don't have, 70 years um, A.D., 70 A.D., and yeah. many of them were not compiled until, you know, 150, 180 A.D. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so, but, see, but see the point. That's I'm, just but, not but very compelling. Point, that's like me well, writing well, well, about no, Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> no, 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 no. The point that I'm making is that, and Mark, it seems like you're somewhat of a history buff, and you probably read all, all kind of you know books of antiquity and what have you. You know, and somehow people can can believe those, but all of a sudden, when it's the Bible, all of a sudden, mm, well, they shouldn't necessarily it's, 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 always no, believe no, those. There's a lot of there's a lot of history that's written by you know, like you know, a lot of wars. They say you know, every war is written winner. by the winner. Right. There's a lot of history that's that we should be taking with a grain of should salt. Be critical of everything that you read. Right. And, and there aren't right. nearly the as many books. Iran. I'm discovering uh, I'm discovering things about history that were you know that at the very least question highly some things that I took as a given. You know, just about recent history, much much less a couple thousand years ago. And right. the Bible's used the main, for control. I guess the main thrust of my call is, is this: is that is this whole idea that if you, if you have some sort of belief in God, somehow you're irrational, you're illogical. When when actually the way well, I, I wouldn't that's say that's not that. the statement. No, I wouldn't say that. Saying that. I'm a Quaker, Iran. I'm a Quaker. I believe well. in God. <laughs> I am also a Quaker. I'm a pantheist. I think that everything is God. Uh, and well, so, well, well, can I can I just stop you right there, yeah. Ian? On that pantheism thing, and like I said, I, I'm not here to. I mean, I'm just going to say, I, I know I'm not, not going to convert anybody, but again, the law of non-contradiction. If I understand pantheism, all is God. Isn't yeah. that a contradictory right there? No, I don't think it's how, contradictory how, at all. Explain why that's a contradiction. You, you don't think that's a contradictory? Let me see. So well, explain creature, it. Explain why you think it's a contradiction. Okay, because the creature and the creator is one. How can I, how That's can your well, you're, you're calling God a creator, but if God is everything, then he's can't, he didn't create it. It just is. Right. It's your concept. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just going against your concept of what God is. You have the standard Christian kind of concept oh, that okay, God is no, separate no, from no, you it, and that you're not, under him. No, not, not standard. Here's my thinking. Real quick in a nutshell, I look around, and my basic question in life is, why is there something and not anything? I look, like, I, I look at people like um, uh, Descartes, Rene Descartes. He came up with this question, I think, therefore I am. Seems pretty simple, 
But when you look at it, a pretty profound statement, okay? In fact, that goes back to a couple of, you know, a couple of days ago. But, you talked about objectivism, consciousness, and this and that. Once you go through the whole mental gymnastics, I think, therefore, I am, and you conclude in your, in your own being, yes, I exist, okay? Now, next step, you know, because everything we're building upon, precept upon precept, okay? Now, I exist. I know that for absolutely sure. Why do I exist? Okay. If there is something today, what does that mean? I don't know. Is there a question? Today, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Why okay. do I it exist? Are you asking me to answer that question, Erod? Okay, I, I'm going to answer the question. If, if something exists today, it obviously means that something has always existed, right? Are we in agreement? I don't. I don't know. I I, I believe that, but I don't know how that con- I don't know how that gets you for, to your conclusion. I think well, the, I do well, think that that, I, that existence to, uh, has always been the case. I don't think you can have it come out of you know non-existence. I think the universe has always existed and always will. Is that what you're getting the at? Universe? The yes. universe? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. The, 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 I guess the, the um, uh, scientific theory right now says the Big Bang. I don't the, I don't buy into that. I've never been I've never been convinced about the Big Bang theory. If someone ever explains right. it to if me in a way down that makes a, sense, fine. But I, I I you know I'm not a I'm not particularly a I'm not certainly not a scientist, right. an astronomer. I don't, and I don't I, believe <laughs> everything the scientists tell me because the scientists have been wrong so many damn times. They've proven themselves wrong. That's part of the scientific process. So I don't believe all of that, and I certainly don't believe everything that some guy wrote or some a group of men wrote down in a book, and and that's just where you know that's where I just one of the main points I disagree with you on Erod is that you know you've accepted the Bible as the uh, the end no, all be I've all of logic. And reason. Logic That's and reason accepted. dictate that the Bible is just another book, and that you might be able to pull some worthwhile things from it, but it's in no way guaranteed to be the uh, the unending or the unerring it, word of uh, some supreme being. Erod, go to a channel on YouTube called Nonstamp Collector. That's all one word, Nonstamp Collector. He, uh, he it, there's a lot of good videos on there that show how counterintuitive, logically speaking, the Bible is. Thank and you the stories in the for Bible. the call, no, Erod. I mean, Thanks. Hey, we got to go. We got okay. other people that want to chime in on this. And uh, I know we can continue, uh, but that's why we have other nights. 800-259-9231, nights to do the show, that is. You know, I've, uh, I go on YouTube, and, I, and for some reason this is a bit of a hobby of mine, is to look at what people believe about religion on YouTube. And I find mm. that the case made by people who don't believe in God or don't believe in the Bible to be far more compelling than those that do. And believe me, I watch both of them. Just uh, YouTube, Jesus, myth, and Look at some of that stuff. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the website free, so enjoy those, including our Facebook profile. You can go to facebook.freetalklive.com. Become a fan there. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. But, man, Facebook, I was uh, going on my account last night. I'd been just not dealing with the friend requests I'd been getting for a while, and I decided, all right, tonight I'm going to catch up on these things. 
and I decided to start uh, copying and pasting. I have this email that I've written up because I've made a policy for myself that I will not accept friend requests from people I don't know. Like, I, 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 I don't know most it's your of the private, people. private uh, Facebook. Right. So we have the Free Talk Live Facebook profile. Where you can go to yeah. facebook.freetalklive.com. You can become a fan there. No problem. There's, I don't think there's any limit to the amount of fans I can have. There actually is a limit to the amount of friends uh, a, a Facebook account can I have. it's 500, isn't it? Uh, no, 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 it's, it's more 5, than 5,000. I think yeah. it's 5,000. And I just, I just don't want to have That's that. That's a friendly person. Right, because I, I was looking at the, the little updates that they give you, and I, I see updates from people I don't even know. I see updates from people that I don't like what they're saying, and I don't want to read this stuff. So at one point a while back, I cleared out my account. And so now every time somebody uh, tr- invites me as a friend, I respond with a, you know, a message that says, I appreciate the, your, your interest. Uh, I only uh, approve friends that I actually know in real life. Uh, and so, sorry, but I hope you'll understand. Right? Does that I, mean you have to have uh, met them in, in you know, the physical universe? Like, met them and remember. Like, not necessarily met them physically. There's there's no real hard criteria, necessarily. Okay. Um, but it, if I don't know who you are and I look at the uh, the name and it doesn't ring a bell or whatever, I'm not going to say yes. So I try to write You're as nice Facebook, of a... Facebook bigot. Okay. I try to write as nice of a rejection <laughs> as I possibly can. Which inviting, you're not good at anyway. Inviting them to... I think I'm, I'm decent at it. I no swear to God, been, you're, a poor, you're, you're poor when it comes to empathy. That's no, my opinion. No one has been upset at me uh, for, yes, for this. They They've written back very nice things. And uh, so, you know, I apologize and I say, you know, I say, uh, come on out and, and join the, the Facebook profile at, at facebook.freetalklive.com. So I was pasting this and, and then hitting ignore on the friend request. So I send a message to let them know why they were not accepted, right? It's the nice, appropriate thing to do. So it takes a little bit of time. You know, you have to do that for every single one of these friend requests that comes in. Well, apparently I was going too fast and Facebook comes in and uh, says, whoa! There's this error message that comes up, uh, this written in red, that says, uh, we've detected you're going too fast, and you could be doing something that could be perceived as annoying. Uh, basically because they think I'm a robot. people actually sent you a friend request and you're replying back to them. Right. They, yeah. they, they, oh, but you're cutting and pasting. So, right. The yeah. Facebook thing, it's, and there's well, a link in there. people get banned because of that, too. Like, apparently, right. uh, the guy that does the uh, LCL report. Yeah. Um, yeah. At Tarrant, he was Tarrant saying Lupo, that... Yeah. Uh, he was he got banned because he had so many people friending him and he was accepting the friends and they said oh this can't be real you must be a right. bot or something and Same it thing. was all real but you they know. said you need to slow it down so basically uh, you're you're too smart to use our system uh, cut uh, quit out quit all this cutting and pasting and uh, you need to go really slow so I don't know how long it's going to take me to get through these friend requests it could be forever I have no clue so if you're not getting approved well now there's there's Maybe two reasons why. Even if you know me and you aren't getting approved, it's probably like Facebook. I'm a total slut on Facebook, and the reason I am you'll is let anybody the, in. The reason, just about, just unless I, unless I really just have, and if I'm totally clueless about who they are, that's but, what they say about. But usually out. I click and see like who friends. I, I'm not getting as many as you are. I'm sure I get pretty steady uh, friend requests, but I look and see if I have any shared friends, and usually I'll see like eight other people that are all I kind of recognize them. Like, oh, those are Liberty people, and and I see gads and flags on their profiles and stuff. I'm like, okay, that's a liberty person, and and I accept them. And the reason I do is because the only reason I joined Facebook was to promote my comic. And there you go. Uh, so I just I post you know links you know and but once I now that I'm on there I post other stuff. So he's just using you guys. That's all. He's just. Yeah, just using you. Yep. All right, <laughs> let's go to your phone calls here. Uh, if so, Facebook.freetalklive.com. Join up there. Let's go to Jesse in Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jesse. Hi there. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, 
um, I wanted to call and um, talk about um, how sometimes when people make statements such as, we needed to go to war in World War II, you will stop them and you will say, excuse me, but you're, that's a collectivist statement, and I was not involved with that. Yes. You know? And um, sometimes you'll, you know, you'll, you'll also refer to it as a generalization, you know, and uh, you, you typically shy away from those things. Um, yes, I, I've, been, uh, I've been heavily indoctrinated, as many of us have, with collectivist concepts, and it comes out in our speech, and in, in one of those ways is by saying, we did this, we did that, when what you might be meaning when you say we is the U.S. federal government did this, the U.S. federal government, the people over there did that, uh, and I was not necessarily involved. So where are you going with that? So anyways, um, I just wanted to say, you know, like a Scott made statement, blanket statements about the Jews, and you called him on it saying that was a collectivist statement. And so I was just wondering why yesterday in your show notes, it says objectivists are warmongers. Ah, um, good point. I think that was the topic. Statement. I think that was the topic. He wasn't necessarily saying in the show notes. You know, he's not making a statement in the show notes, objectivists are warmongers. I think he's saying that's the topic that was being discussed. Well, and besides that, I, I don't really have a lot of, yeah. I don't really have a whole lot of room in the show notes to get into such uh, yeah. details. So, but that's good point. Touche. I would like to uh, move on. And first off, let me say I'm not an objectivist. I've read a lot of Ayn Rand, but, and I like some parts, I don't like Ayn parts, Rand. You know? You're going to get in trouble with the objectivist <laughs> for saying upset. Ayn Rand. It's Ayn um, Rand. Well, obviously, I'm not an expert, <laughs> if I can't even pronounce it. But I just um, wanted to say that the Ayn Rand Institute is not the end-all statement of objectivism. You know, that there's plenty of objectivists out there that fully agree with the non-aggression principle. And, well, good for them. And I know it's not compatible with voluntarism. It doesn't um, seem to be. So but, um, as far as I'm concerned, it's been rejected, and I'm done with it. I actually well, heard I just, about that a couple of pork fests ago, not this last one, but the one before that. There was an objectivist meeting, and, and some of them made a point to, to, to point out there's actually a couple of big camps of objectivism philosophy. One of them is sort of like the official Ayn Rand Institute, and then there's another one. I can't remember what it was. Something, it had objectivists in the name, and they were pointedly um, against the war and, so forth, and some other things, had some other yeah. issues. So I really feel that you guys left out the best parts of her philosophy out of the discussion. Completely. But we're not objectivists. Objectivists should talk about Ayn Rand's philosophy. I, I, I don't said know a damn I'm thing about her. I mean, I I've, read, I I've read the frickin' Fountainhead anthem and uh, part of Atlas Shrugged because the thing was so boring I couldn't get through it. I'm objectivist-ish. <laughs> That's why I'd label myself. But I, I just want to just explain a little bit about her and where she comes from. Okay. Because I think, it's, it, I think it is compatible with how... Um, the way how libertarianism, uh, as a whole, I, I, I just want to say this real quick. And it, it, uh, you so po- say it. Do you have a poster of her in your room? <laughs> I do not. Okay, go ahead. So anyways, um, basically, Ayn Rand came from the Soviet Russia. And um, it, it's, it's a world where there is, individualism is discouraged completely. Um, classes were well-defined. Um, and basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is that she came to America and... And forged an individual identity out of that, and um, it, 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 that's, that's quite the lesson. Really, is just um, that uh, you were saying she's an egomaniac, and really, the, the ego is what drives progress of people. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be like for for personal gain and stature, but it's still an ego to drive you to build a better mousetrap. You know, uh, yeah. I don't know actually about that. 
I, th- I think right. the mistake is I think it's good to have an, an you know that ego is a good thing and 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 uh, valuing yourself very highly is a good thing. Um, I think ego can also be I very dangerous. What, what the problem? I think what they might be saying when they call her an egomaniac is she sort of felt like she had resolved everything and found all, and figured out all you know the the too self-absorbed, too, sort of presumptuous. Like I know everything now. This is how you should do things. And uh, in that sense, she sort of fell short of of uh, fell into a trap of you know the wise man is one who doesn't think he's wise, you know. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I. I'm about done with this uh, objectivist thing, but if you guys insist on continuing to call, I can't stop you. 800-259-9231. I don't care. Reminds me of the uh, Jesus calls we've had a little earlier this evening. It does it, a little bit, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really flavor. When you read the objectivist thing, it sounded it sounded like a faith. Some of a lot, oh, yeah. of, a lot of it. Absolutely. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything, and uh, I don't think he was trying to convert us. He said he wasn't an objectivist. More on the way. Uh, Again, this is Free Talk Live. We'll try to sneak your call in in the remaining moments. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up whatever you want in these remaining moments. 800-259-9231. Try to sneak your call in here. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. Features are free. So if you enjoy the program and you want to voluntarily support the show... One of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It's the same great Amazon prices. In fact, you can even get used items through Amazon these days. Dozens of categories. You just start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. That's all you need to do. The, uh, the cut, Amazon will take it out of their own profits and send them to us. So head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Get your shopping done. If you if you know somebody who works for a hospital, a doctor's office, a bank, or utility, and or you happen to work for one in the accounts receivable department, I want you to think of SACL CAI. They uh, handle accounts receivable, early out billing, and uh, collections of all sorts, and they are the number one sponsor of Free Talk Live. Jason Osborne over there is a it's a big proponent and sponsor of all, all things liberty. It's SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. Toll-free numbers, 800-259-9231. We go to your call. Xander is in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Xander. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind? I'll be real quick, uh, since you guys are probably really sick of the whole objectivism thing. Funny, I was just saying that Uh, during the break. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You you can't help yourself, can you? Are you one of them? Are you an objectivist? Oh, oh, not at all. No, okay. All right. Actually, one of the one of the main reasons I'm not is they're very much against altruism, and I there's like I mean, as you know, like as you may not know, they're just like uh, and I'm totally for like you know being self-centered and you know advancing yourself. But there's something to be said for doing things for other people, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. Sure, there's a difference between doing um, nice things for people and altruism, as a lot of objectivists see it. However, the line is blurry, and it's it's difficult to understand. Uh, I don't think you should do things that are harmful to you um, that uh, you know in the short and the long term in order to help other people. However, um, I do think that uh, you know that, that doing nice things for people is a nice thing. Well, what it comes down to is there are sophisticated interpretations of that, and there are people who like interpret it in very simplistic ways. And sometimes I feel like Ayn Rand herself would have interpreted it 
somewhat simplistically because people do get pleasure out of helping other people. We are social creatures. It's in our, you know, it's, it's a, I think it's a crucial element to why we are such a successful species, relatively speaking, is because we're social. And uh, that's that's where a lot of our advancements have come from. And so it's actually in our nature to be helpful to other people. And it's not... Uh, it's not unnatural, it's not unhealthy, it's not you know, unreasonable, but there's the notion of self-sacrifice where you sacrifice yourself almost to the point, you know, risking your own um, viability or, or, or your livelihood in order to help other people. And then it becomes kind of destructive, I think, is the idea. Isn't that what the objectivists are against? Is uh, the Objectivists aren't against helping people, they're against uh, helping to the people to the point where you're hurting yourself. Isn't that more accurate? I, I think that's a sophisticated interpretation of it. Right? Like, like essentially, uh, a sophisticated interpretation I've heard, in my opinion, you know, it's always, of course it's my opinion, but uh, is that... Like, for instance, giving money when you haven't – giving money to uh, support, like, charity for education, say, for for under under uh, for kids that are, say, underachievers normally, when your own kids aren't getting a very good education, you know, you, you, you know take care of your, your own kids yeah. first. And when you have – when you're doing really well and you can go above and beyond that, then look to be charitable to – you know, in other I ways. tend to agree with that. I tend to to believe that you need to help yourself out first before you can be of any use to uh, to other people. I yeah, mean, if, I, charity starts at home. It's a good right. expression. I mean, the first, you know, you uh, get your get your own house in order, and so that you can. And then it's a, I look at it as kind of a. I actually call it kind of a luxury that you can engage in charity. I engage in a lot of volunteer work and stuff like that because I can because I'm in a position where I'm not struggling to go out and st- struggle for a living. Uh, I, I found a way to support myself with a flexible schedule and stuff, so I can go out and do volunteer work, and I enjoy it. And it's not a self—it's not a sacrifice for me to right. go do that. So, Xander, any other thoughts? Yeah, that's it. And uh, but just be aware and be looking out because they're trying to make September 11th into a state-run altruism-run. I don't know what the heck. Have you ever heard? Oh of the day of yeah, service day of service—the day of service. Yes, that'll be coming back around this year, and I'm sure they'll be talking about. The whole national service idea again when that happens. Thank you for the heads up on that, and we'll definitely pay yep. attention to it. Thanks for the call. We'll pay attention to that uh, as it approaches here. Last year, as you may recall, during the campaign season, they had this. They had the same thing. They had the September 11th is now a national day of service, where you're asked to give back to your country. You know, these are the terms that they use when they when they're selling it. Uh, and really, what it is is you go and work for the government uh, in what they tell you to do, basically, or they give you some options, and and then you go and you you do what they are allowing you to do. That makes you a good person. Yeah, because, because government is God. Doing what God says is good. Right. <laughs> that's what that's what it is. That's what it means. So, and and, and, and as we've talked about, and we're not going to get into heavy detail here, but as we've talked about, there's nothing wrong with volunteering. I I'm all in favor of it. I mean, Dale, you're just talking about how you're regularly out at the community kitchen here in Keene, helping out there, and uh, other people do volunteering in different ways. There's nothing wrong with volunteering, but what's what you're going to see happening is what we've been we've been seeing is the government is conflating working as uh, essentially a conscript for the government or working for the government in general with volunteering. And they're also putting government up on an extra pedestal saying that uh, this is the most valuable work you can do. Volunteering, yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, we still I mean, need – they'll still – this is what the government people are saying. Oh, yeah, we'll still need private charities, but working for the government is really great. That's how you really help your community. And they're really promoting these ideas heavily around the September 11th time frame, and you're going to see those start to uh, to come back around here shortly, and we'll talk more about it as it does.
Any thoughts, Dale? Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just thinking the the best the best volunteer what you can do is when you're following your own passions. You find a subject yeah. that you're passionate about that you that for whatever reason is gonna is that you feel is gonna make the world a better place or the community you live in a better place, and that's not really altruistic. I think from an objectivist, I think can understand that is that if I'm going out and trying to make the community I live in better, then that serves me as well as well as serving other people. So. Let's continue with your phone calls and talk to Matt in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hello, Matt. Good evening, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Getting back to the uh, evolution versus creationism. Yes, um, one of the things that I've observed is that creationists have a tendency to try to prove their point of view by saying that evolution doesn't work rather than trying to prove or show in a scientific way how creation works, their, their arguments always seem to, to be evolution is wrong because, therefore, creation must be right. right. Yeah, we were talking about that false dichotomy over a break, actually. And, uh, well, it's just one of the things that I've noticed. And I think it seems to me that uh, when you're, when you're be- believing in creation, and you know i've I've done a little bit of science, and I understand a little bit about evolution, and it makes a lot of sense to me, and you can actually see it occurring uh, in smaller animals and in the microbial world, especially, and you can actually observe it happening. And it seems to me when creationists really get into it, they concentrate on the Bible or religious writings solely, and look at that, and they shut out the rest of the evidence and don't even seem to want to consider it. Yeah, that's called cognitive uh, dissonance, if I'm well, not it's, mistaken. Well, it, what drives me nuts is this the notion of if you don't have all the answers, just make up some. And I, I'm, I'm content to say I don't know everything. I don't know every little detail about how evolution works or, or absolutely certainly with, with certainty that it, it works anything like how it's been described to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't just I don't just then conclude. Well, I'll just make up a different answer then. You know, I, that right. doesn't. That's not an answer. It's not an answer to say everything poofed into existence. That 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 doesn't resolve questions about you know why things are the way they are. So, and I've almost given up trying to trying to talk to them because they don't seem to want to listen to what you say. Anything that you say, even if you've got evidence to back it up, they discount. Sure. Well, you don't want they don't want to threaten their belief system. It's the same thing with a statist. You know, it's the same thing with Republicans, Democrats and anybody who believes anything about anything. Statism is a very irrational faith. It's more irrational, in my opinion, than most religions that I that I might think are irrational. It could to to listen to you to listen to you, Matt, would mean that uh, and to agree and to accept what you're saying would mean that they'd been wrong. And no one wants to be wrong. Right. That's. And that's a problem. See, I admit that I'm wrong. When I'm wrong, if you can show me that I'm wrong, I'm going to admit it. And I've done sure. it many, many times in my life. And yes, I don't. I will like do it more to too. I predict that, that I will be wrong again in the future. <laughs> yes. yes, I think we all will. As far as statism goes, I think people don't even understand that they're being religious. At yes. least with religion, you understand that you're being religious. Well said, sir. I thank you for the call tonight. We are out of time, and it's been Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us tomorrow night. Oh, and don't forget to join Dale online at anarchyinyourhead.com. You're in the midst of working on a new comic as we speak. Yeah, it should be out very soon by tomorrow. All right, anarchyinyourhead.com, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night at freetalklive.com.
Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.